0: Are you ready for Purpose Aligned with Nia, the seventh episode and the last episode in this first season? We're arriving at our destination soon. Our destination is peace. Let's go. Are you ready for the word? Let's go. Today, I'm going to be reading from the NIV version of the Bible. Psalm 91. That's the 91st Psalm, another favorite of many. He who dwells in the shelter of the most high will rest in the shadow of the almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely, he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings, you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you make the Most High your dwelling, even the Lord, who is my refuge, then no harm will befall you. No disaster will come near your tent, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread upon the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him. For he acknowledges my name. He will call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. That's the 91st Psalm. Let's go. Let's do a bonus in the Word. I'm going to read, Psalm 150, the very last psalm, and it reads in the NIV version, Praise the Lord! Praise God in His sanctuary! Praise Him in His mighty heavens! Praise Him for His acts of power! Praise Him for His surpassing greatness! Praise Him with the sounding of the trumpet! Praise Him with the harp and the lyre! Praise Him with the tambourine and dancing! Praise Him with the strings and the flute. Praise Him with the clash of cymbals. Praise Him with the resounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, Here we are at the woman at the well, and I want to talk about compromise. Perhaps the woman at the well, some of the other people gathered around the well, fell to this thing called compromise. So let's define the word compromise from the Merriam-Webster's Dictionary, and then Let's go ahead and take a journey back to the beginning in Genesis and take a look at the great compromise, the lie that led to despise. All right so according to Merriam-Webster's dictionary compromise is something that combines the qualities of two different things or to make a shameful or disreputable concession. In other words, wouldn't compromise your principles As a transitive verb, to reveal or expose to an unauthorized person, to cause an impairment of, to expose to suspicion, discredit, or mischief, and even as an action verb, endanger, gamble with, jeopardize, or risk. So, let's go back to Genesis. In chapters 1 and 2 of Genesis, you have the creation story. You will recall that after creating many things, God looked at it and said it was good. Let's fast forward to chapter 2 of Genesis, the 16th and the 17th verses, where there was a commandment given to man to not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Go back and check that out for yourself. Let's now fast forward here to chapter 3 where the Great Compromise came in. In chapter 3 verse 1, the serpent said to Eve, Hath God said? That was the first thing right there, the doubt that came in. Was that possibly the first double-mindedness in the human condition? Is it part of the human condition? Well, in verse four of chapter three, you see the the lie in the great compromise where he added one word to the command. You will not die. In verse six, after believing the lie, it says the woman saw that the fruit was good for food, number one, number two, pleasant to the eyes, and number three, desire to make one wise sounds like the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. Well, what happened after that? You can go back and read that story. What you will see is when confronted with the question, why do you think you're naked? When God went back and said, what's wrong, man? You will find a series of statements that lay blame on someone else. What did the man say? The woman gave it to me. What did the woman say? The serpent gave it to me. In the human condition, there's a blame game. That's the tendency for us not to just look and say, I was wrong, and turn around. You will see this root of compromise following their offspring, Cain, in Genesis 5, 6. Where Cain was upset And God confronted him and said sin is at the door. You have to master it. What is wrong? Why are you upset? Can you master this? And Cain proved that he could not master it. So what are we talking about here? We're talking about compromise and how it can lead to other things in our lives, right? When we combine things that are not meant to be combined, when we do things that are against the command of God. This is when we fall short and we all have fallen short. We all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's what the Bible tells us. And so as we have taken a look at the woman at the well, we took a look at David, King David. We took a look at Moses and we talked about being disqualified from being able to do everything that we might have in our minds to do. I wanted to go back and remind us all of several things. Number one, 2 Chronicles 6 and 7 gave provision for the human condition. When you forget, when you stumble, when you find yourself not on the correct path, if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves, repent, and turn. We have a promise there. And so I want to be an example of turning. In this podcast, I want to be an example of living and learning. And I want to first take a look at myself in this process. And before I do, I also want to make a couple of other points. We talked about... King Saul, right? In this podcast, in this season. And we talked about how he was disqualified and made the way for King David, who slew the giant Goliath. So we talked about that. But the one thing I want to point out is this. In 1 Samuel 8 and 5, the people asked for a king. The people insisted on a king. No different than in Jeremiah 44 where the people insisted on their own way. And so whether it's through the wilderness or any other part of the human condition and experience, what we can see is if our hearts are hardened and we don't turn, then what? Then what happens? And so I want to encourage You, I want to encourage myself as we take this journey down the road to walk circumspect, to do the reflection, to look at ourselves in the mirror, to recognize the mistakes, to recognize the poor alignment next to things, and to stop, sit still, be still, and go back to home base. And for me, that's the word. The word is home base. So that was the woman at the well. Meet me at milestones and markers. And I'm gonna share a little bit about minimalism part two and meet me at the U-turn because I'm gonna talk about another mistake. And we're gonna make a U-turn at the service road. Are you ready? Let's go. Well, here we are at Milestones and Markers, and I'm going to do a poem that I just wrote as I reflected on growing up in church. I have grown up in church. I've been in church all my life. And so the name of this poem is, I've Been to Church. From Calvary Baptist in Chester, where a historical marker stands, to Victory at the Maybe Center in Tulsa, to Victory in Delaware, I've been to church. From Gateway in Texas to the Potter's House, non-denominational, to small churches along the way, from Apostolic to Pentecostal, I've been to church. Seeds of Greatness to Faith City, from the micro gatherings in Chester, Tulsa, Texas, to the mega churches in Georgia, Methodist to Episcopalian, I've been to church. From the KJV to the NIV to dictionaries and concordance, I've been to church. From North Carolina to South Carolina, I've been to church. From the hole in the wall to expanding the globe online, I've been to church from Quaker meeting houses to the synagogue off the main line. I've been to service. Truth be told, I asked questions. I went and saw. And here's the bottom line for me. At the end of it all, know the word for yourself. Know God for yourself, the creator in relationship and humble yourself before the hand of the Lord. These are the lessons for me. So milestones and markers, I can actually remember being in Calvary Baptist Church in the balcony with candy that I picked up, we picked up from across the street before we got there. Just like the song went, right? You all remember the song by Stevie Wonder? That song resonates with me because I do have fond memories of my great grandmother being at the front of the church on the right-hand side, praising God and listening to the sermons, and my matriarchs, my grandmother and her sisters, and so I truly have fond memories of Calvary Baptist Church and walking down that aisle at a tender young age. I can remember asking lots of questions all of my life when I was 18 months old. One of the first words that I uttered was a question. So my mother says, I've just been curious, George, all over the place, seeking, asking questions, asking preachers questions, and honestly considering going to theology school myself. And so I've done it on my own time. I've read the Bible. I've read many versions of the Bible. I've picked up other books as well. And I just want to say that at the end of the day, I want to encourage you to go and seek for yourself. Read for yourself. Try for yourself. Don't take my word for it, but go and seek for yourself. Who knows when I'll get there? Maybe when I take my last breath. That's when we'll know the truth, huh? In the meantime, I continue on reading and praying and searching. And I hope that you do as well. So about this change off the four lane highway (laughs) to this narrow road. I have done some reflection. I have done some research and I want to make a correction. Here I am in episode seven of this first season I'm going to talk about how I'm organizing it now that I have more clarity on this road. And I need to say, at this point, I have decided to take a step back from the four-lane highway, allow myself to be led by one pastor, and to come off the four-lane highway that I had been traveling on. A huge lesson for me. What am I standing next to? One thing that I committed when I picked up this microphone was to examine myself and to be true to myself and new to myself in the process. And so part of the compromise can be when you don't follow your own conviction. So there are three things from the compromise. The truth was denied. The compromise happened in action. And then there was a mixture of good and evil. Let me tell you, this process of this podcast has been so enlightening. I've had some moments where I've stopped, repented, realized I was wrong, <laughs> right? Paid for some things that I said, wait a minute, what am I paying forward? My journey where God works all things together for good and removes and strips things from me that are no good, Right? Well, that was a 20-year journey I've been sharing. A lot of times, this has been 20 years, right? Since the poetry and since some of the other things. And so, in 20 years, things can change. Things can change. People can change. And I certainly hope to embrace change. In the next 20 years, and I can look back at the past 20 years and recognize some things that I have done wrong. And so... In the beginning of the podcast, I made some recommendations. I said, Tony Evans, I found that his teaching is sound through this pandemic. And so I've also shared with you that I'm in the Bible school there with Tony Evans. I will continue with that. And most importantly, at the end of the day, we don't lift anybody up on a pedestal. No one. No one gets lifted up but the most high. And so at the end of the day, I'm still strengthening my own relationship. I need to read for myself. If you aren't reading the word and studying the word for yourself outside of sermons, please go and seek for yourself. You won't know until you delve in. I wanna say one other thing. I paid forward the purpose-driven life. I've taken several journeys in the purpose-driven life. I need to say that something has come to my attention recently that I did not know. And this is why it's important to do the research responsibility right now. And I'm gonna add some clarity. The book was good for me in terms of the nuggets of wisdom in it with lots of references to the Bible. I challenge you that even in that journey that you look at more than one version of the Bible even as referenced in the book. I will also say that I have not followed Rick Warren at Saddleback. I have not watched sermons at his church per se. And I did not know that his church is currently going through some transformation. All I can say is that's not the road that I'm on. And I need to make a U-turn. I need to make a U-turn. At the service road. That's not the road that I'm on. I don't know where one of the first mega churches is heading, but I can tell you where I'm heading to a prostrate place of repentance and turning around. So I'm going to rethink paying it forward in season two and really think about putting my foot on home base. So as we continue in this journey, this destination to what I'm calling. Peace by the Stillwater in Episode 7. I want to be clear, I want to be concise, and I want to be circumspect as to everything that I'm giving to you. So, read for yourselves, research for yourselves, pray for me, and I will pray for you. All right, here we go. Are you ready? Let's go. And let me also talk about my conviction. Part of my conviction since I have been taking this journey has been to maintain gratitude as my attitude and minimalism. Why? Why is minimalism so important? It was really a stopping point for me back in the journey of the speaking engagements, the poetry engagements, and all the various things, the book tours, the book releases. At one point, I had a stopping point where I had to examine what am I going to do with what I've been given? Am I going to take the suggestion of so many people and try to go on Deaf Poetry Jam? Am I going to compete with my gifts? Is it merely for entertainment purposes? I had to stop and ponder all of those questions. Was my goal to be a best-selling author or the best writer that I could be? I had to stop and ponder those questions. And when I did, I ended up writing and writing and writing and amassing 55 journals. And so as I examined myself, and I see what I am aligned next to, I have to be aware of my convictions. And one of my convictions is the entertainment component from the pulpit as if a cash register is next to the pulpit. It's been a conviction of mine. I've literally had to remove myself from certain places because of the cash register effect of promotion from the pulpit. This has been a real eye-opening thing for me. It has caused me to pause recently, to repent and to ask God for forgiveness, to ask God for clarity that I may choose the proper path and purpose. So I wanna say that minimalism is one thing that keeps me grounded One person in my life who is just a delight, keeps me abreast of the millennial mindset. And she said, millennium girls out here with minimalism are living on nothing with nothing. And I explained to her that my journey in minimalism has been taking all this stuff that I had amassed, I shared that in the podcast, keeping the things that were useful to me and then shedding gradually more and more stuff, which is what I've done consistently. I still have some of the same old stuff. I was reminded and laughed because sometimes we can be cognizant of other people's perspectives of us. I was recently on a video chat and someone said, that's a nice chair you have. And I had forgotten that My daughter told me that the chair looked like it was a Louis Vuitton chair. A Louis Vuitton chair. (laughs) That's funny to me because I don't own a Louis Vuitton anything. And so this chair that I paid $25 for at the scratch indent furniture place that was getting rid of good furniture that was donated from... Companies, I don't know what company, but the chair has a little rip on the arm and it certainly is what I need for my back and my neck to be comfortable. I've had this chair for over a decade, even longer. I had this chair at that big house and it has traveled down the road with me and back up the road with me, $25. And so I shared with her that my journey in minimalism has been examining what I have, has been minimizing what I get that's brand new, and it has been realizing that I have everything that I need and I can be grateful for it. So some of these good things that I have, that I've had for year after year, the office furniture that I got from Bombay, y'all Bombay is not even a store anymore, but it was good cherry wood furniture. This is what I see as minimalism. Just keeping the things that are still useful to me while shedding the things that I don't need and then remaining humble and not collecting so many more new things. Why is this important? Because if we follow culture, if we follow after what people are doing, then we'll be running to and fro, buying this thing, Carrying this thing, getting one more new thing, looking at the Joneses on social media, trying to keep up. Distractions, distracted. I'm just trying to keep from being distracted. I like a cute pair of shoes too. I don't need coach shoes. I like a good pair of whatever too. But I tell you one thing, I've got to keep this thing in control and minimalism as a mindset, as a practice is what helps me to do it. So, what am I aligned next to? I better look in the mirror and preach to myself and get it right. I want a strong finish. What about you? We're on our destination to peace by the still water. Let's go. Well, here we are at the audio blog. I am going to read an entry that's dated April 28, 2020 and it's entitled Striving for Balance. Striving to maintain balance in a world that seems to be imbalanced may take some effort, but we can certainly accomplish it. Balance. This season for me is all about productivity and accomplishing some long-standing goals. Here's my four-step plan to balance my time and energy when I find myself all balanced in one area or another. Here, I reflect on my time spent with Instagram and I create a plan for change. Please note my reluctance to take myself seriously while implementing the plan. Laugh at yourself, it's okay. Number one, recognize and admit that I need to balance my time and energy. Monitor yourself Nia. Coaching myself is a technique. Honest self-reflection leads to self-regulation, the kind I need with butter pecan ice cream, yum. Would it be beneficial to spend less time on IG or to delete it altogether? That's the central question. Strive to understand. I see that I like IG, Instagram, because of the merger of my passions taking photos and videos with the platform. Can those things be divested from social media and expressed in other venues and ways? Finding the central question and the driving question is important. Implement a moderation plan. Just do it, like right now. Shift time from one thing to another. Put down social media and consider deleting it soon. IG was an experiment for me. I always plan to stop. I always plan to try it and step back. Now I am moving towards my initial goal. Number four. Redirect energy into other creative projects. The blog posts and all the things. Already written. Coaching myself. Coaching myself. That's one example of a four step plan of reflection to action, recognize, strive to understand, implement a moderation plan, and then redirect energy to other things. What about you? Do you have a vision? Something you've neglected? Are you wasting time on social media instead of producing all the things? Is social media the first thing you do when you wake up? The last thing you do before you go to bed? Are you speaking, preaching, correcting others on social media, judging people on social media, following too many people on social media? Well, don't write me about it. Draft your own plan and do it. Recognize, reflect, and respond to the need for balance. In the meantime, I'm having my own personal revolution by embracing change and, quote, being the change I want to see in the world, unquote as Mahatma Gandhi expressed more love, peace mercy, kindness I'm striving for balance by the way it's been a year since I actually deleted Instagram are you ready? let's go Well, here we are. I'm going to give a couple of lessons that I learned from season one. If you can recall, I shared lessons from the trailer. And for those people who are thinking about doing a podcast, who want to jump into the podcast pool, I'm going to go ahead and share some things that I have learned in this process. Initially, I had lots of ideas about the various segments that I wanted to cover, what I wanted to share. And as you can see, I'm actually deleting some things in season two. I wanna say that I talked about growing up in church. I also wanna share that I did a research project on the various denominations. I did that project in a class when I was in law school. And I, highly recommend that you go back and use the information that's at our fingertips, right? We have that information at our fingertips. And you go back and look at certain things for yourself. Look at the denominations and where they started. I study religions. Look at the religions and how they started. I also took a look at the days of the weeks, the months, some of the holidays. Go back and look at the origin of those things this has been how my time has been spent since i've been on the journey for truth no man is perfect at the end of the day you've got to know and come to the truth for yourself i've made mistakes i've shared those fornication wounded spiritual creation fornication was a problem for me i have misspoken forgive me lord for misspeaking Even in this very podcast, I have misspoken. I have compromised too many times. That's related right to fornication. And I'm just simply imperfect. And this is just where we are in the human condition. But I will share this with you. I will assess where I am for balance and that is mind, body, spirit, and emotion. Where am I for balance? What do I need to give to myself in mind, body, spirit, and emotion as an adjustment? I consider, what are my thoughts? Are they positive? Are they negative? Are they bent towards my own personal perspective? What are my feelings and my emotions? Are they peace and joy? Love and compassion? Empathy and sympathy? Am I listening to understand? Am I irritated? And why am I irritated? Let me get on my mat. Stretch and breathe. Inhale and exhale. And tap into me. What is it? What is it that I need to get to the root of? These are things that I do to assess where I am for balance and to make sure that I am balanced and tending to every part of who I am, mind, body, spirit, and emotion. One of the things that I'm looking forward to sharing in season two is how I take care of my body. My journey towards being a vegan for many years The stigma attached to being an aspiring vegan for many years before it was popular. The commitment to moving my body physically. Movement is critical. We must move our bodies. Walking briskly, running, whatever you can do. I can't really run right now. I should not run. Not with knees and other things that I need to consider in heredity. But the bottom line is moving the body, giving the body what's good for it, holistically, whole foods, whole foods, not the store whole foods as in (laughs) stuff, produce, produce that you get in the produce section. Anything that's packaged in a container, any of those processed foods are not ideal. Ideally, we're eating whole foods, potatoes, Fruit, beans, roots like ginger and beets, the things that are in the ground, we are made of the ground. And when we give ourselves fresh things from the earth, then we thrive. So I'm looking forward in season two to delving into the other components of the body, dancing, laughter, Joy, all the things that make for a healthy body. All right. That's it. I hope you enjoyed season one. Let's go. Affirmation number 50. The power of peace. I know the power of peace. I embrace peace. Peace like a river flows through me. Peace flows freely in my thoughts. Romans 15.33 Now the God of peace be with you all. Affirmation number 50. Peace. Destination. Peace. Inhale, exhale. So, this is the end of season one. I have done some realignment of the actual episodes themselves after much discussion about whether the trailer was too long to be a trailer, whether it was the first episode, actually. You will find that episode one is that 25-minute episode that used to be marked the trailer. And I've also decided that seven episodes in a season is a good thing for me. Now is the time for me to take a 40-day journey of my own to reflect reflect on the podcast, envision what season two will look like. I already have quite a bit of driving and car metaphor titles for season two. I've made a decision that pay it forward is going to come out of season two, at least paying forward those things that had impacted my life. I need to reflect on those things and see exactly what the status of those things are 20 years later. And so with this episode seven, I'm so excited about season two. I'm excited about hearing what your journey has been between this season and the next. And I'm excited about humbling myself and learning all the lessons that I need to learn in this season in my life. So that's it until the next season If you like it, like, subscribe, and share it. Peace. Let's do a poetry set. This is Mercy from 20 years ago. Let's go.
1: They used to be No, Things ain't what they used to be. We, we, us—that's you and me. We have got to be different. We can't say the same. We have got to enlighten every member of the game. In this game of life, there's too much strife. There's too much hurt. There's too much hate. Everyone's perceptions cloud the debate. Right and wrong. Right. Where is our fight, I say, let there be light Truth first starts the healing of our pain For us he was slain Ain't no time to be lame, it's time to reclaim Rebirth and rename the game I came To proclaim through enlightenment and That's the only reason why I was sent And rest no more, no lies All the reasons why we have to teach the kids not to fall but to fly they're killing each other incarcerated following the lie mindlessly indoctrinated why oh why could willing to be the reason his ways still pleasing his grave his legacy still breezing our minds think about it if you will the process of thinking he did kill as he set up for generation after generation it's still clear that we haven't recovered Shackle in the mind, my people shackle in the mind. It's time for a revolution. You see, I think that a revolution is the only solution to this here pollution of the mind. A revolutionary methods to unwash the brain, to cleanse the stain. The revolution
0: is the truth. You the revolution is the truth. truth. truth.
1: A revolutionary methods to rid us of corruption, destruction. Can't stop talking about it until our people, our children are thinking about it. Thinking, thinking it all, thinking it all Up against the wall, our arms and legs spread tall Y'all, can't you see the state of mind of the majority are the educated in the African-American community The majority are the enlightened in the African-American community The majority are the responsible men in the African-American community The majority is spirituality The majority of our youth If you can't say yes, then it's time to be set free Mercy, mercy me Things ain't what they used to be Now all the radio sings the sound of fornication bound the sound of Sodom and Gomorrah bound explicit lyrics of lust 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 it's okay to sing about where to lick me where to stick me in our society the adults they let it be mercy mercy me for the children to see in our society right is wrong and wrong is right that's the song they sing with all their might sober is wrong and DUI is right that's the tune they chant with all their might quit out to drink that's all they Thing. And that places their that minds sink, Are doing nothing but a me, drink, 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 whore. Babylon does wink, our society does sink into a pit of death. It stinks when we stop to think, think, think. But that's what they said about rock and roll. 103.9, This Jackie told says it's this replied half past nine to the sound of my words. Freedom of speech is what they say. Freedom to destroy the moors of yesterday. Well, this is what I have to say. This is what I have to say, y'all. How far are we? How far are we willing to go? How much are we willing to show? Slippery slope. This is a slippery slope. Act like we know. No righteousness is glow. I ain't gonna go on the Sodom and more show. Does anything go? Does anything go? Does anything? Anything go Don't say no till you open your eyes, take a look at your world. Anything goes on the radio, practically anything goes on the videos, anything goes most those reality shows. Violence cries, the video game goes and that's why our children don't grow. Anything goes in a political game show. Still, the presence is just what we know. Contradictions, truth their responsibility and remission. It's all fiction, it's a lie. Mercy, mercy me. Things ain't what they seem to be, no, if we don't grab the mic, make a plan, take a stand, this land will stand in the shoes of S and G, can't you see that's the prophecy, giving ourselves right with God is the only possibility of being free for eternity, if things ain't what they used to be then, when Marvin Gaye sang it, and things ain't what they used to be now, then we'd be on the ground prostrate, let's debate, what we create, what we delegate to our youth, how we relate to the truth, our walk and our gate, let's give a before it's
0: too late mercy mercy that was a poetry set and that was mercy written 20 years ago is probably more relevant today than ever And on that note, I'm going to drop the mic on this season. Peace.